0: And now, the show that's all about real estate and a little bit about everything else, hosted by two guys that are too embarrassed to admit in public how long they've been investing in real estate. It is the Investor Guys Podcast with host Bill Barnett and Kevin Mills. And welcome to a Thursday edition of the Investor Guys Podcast. How are you doing there, Bill?
1: I'm doing incredible. And hey... Looking mighty cash there. Uh, yes. Can to tell I us at, about your location?
0: Yes, I am at, uh, you know what, I, I say the world famous Breakers Hotel, but it's funny because people either know about the Breakers or they don't know about the Breakers. Uh, so I guess if it, in certain circles, it's the world famous Breakers Hotel, and other circles, you're going to have to look it up on Google. Uh, it is right here in Palm Beach. We spent a lot of time here because we actually have a, a beach membership here and full membership here. Uh, so my wife and daughter. Love coming here and hanging out at the club here. Uh, My daughter loves this place so much that when she turned three, this is where she wanted to have her birthday. Uh, I said, you sure you don't want to go to uh – chucky e. cheese and she's no i want to go to the breakers i'm like you sure you don't want to go to uh, a bounce house with your friends and she no. No, i want to go to breakers so she does her her birthday here and she's already said that she's getting married here she's not even four yet but she's, <laughs> she's decided that this is where she's going to get married so we're saving our money for that and then she announced this morning when we got here that this is where she wants to live so
1: it's funny what they pick up on so my 20 year old who turned 20 last week Uh, When he was uh, graduating from uh, kindergarten, uh, they did did the whole ceremony thing and and the lady that ran the the kindergarten school was asking each of them, so what do you want to do? What do you want to be? That kind of stuff when you grow up. And she got to Bryce and she goes, so what do you want to do when you grow up? And he says, I want to live in a hotel at Vegas and order room service. <laughs> We're like, <Yeah>. okay. Oh, <laughs> uh, so what we got gonna, going on today, young man? It's gonna be a
0: whale. You know what? We've been yeah. talking a lot about uh, money and no money down deals, and those those no there's no money down deals. They're awesome. They're great, but technically they're not no money down. Okay. So we did. It's been almost a month ago. I was just, we talked about this just when we logged on. Uh, a show on a program. Uh, sorry, a house that I got in the Cleveland area. It was sixty-five thousand. It appraised for a hundred and four. Technically, that would could have been a no-money-down deal, but I still had to have earnest money. So I had to write a check. And in that particular case, I wrote a check for a few thousand because I also wanted to be the down payment. But you have to write an earnest money check of a thousand dollars typically for your offer. You're also going to have to pay for inspection on the home, and inspection can run you four or five hundred bucks. So technically, you don't have a no money down deal, even though the bank is going to cover 100 percent of that, and probably put money in my pocket if that's how I wanted to structure the deal. Technically, you have to have money, and my my concern is, and we see this all the time. People are like, I just don't have, I don't have a thousand dollars for earnest money. I don't have five hundred dollars for, you know, an inspection. Why are you letting that hold you up if yeah. you're looking at a property that you can finance for virtually free? Why are you letting $1,000 hold you up for making an offer? Why are you letting $500 hold you up from getting a home inspection so that you can show what the inspection and the value and everything else is of that property to give to your lender to get that zero down deal? Why are you letting that hold you up? And then we can expand on that even more. Why are you letting you know, $5,000, $10,000? That's a $65,000 house. And as you know, Bill, all day long, we see properties in Cleveland for that price, $65,000. What is 20% and in of 65000 around and multiple other markets around? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Why are we letting $12,000 hold us up for making an offer on a property? You know, if you could come up with a thousand dollars, you could certainly talk to a couple of people who are willing to lend you $12,000 at 12%. It doesn't have to be one person. It could be two people. It yeah. could be three people. Do you know three people who have $4,000 that they'd be happy to make 12% on Over the course of the next couple of years, you know, so my concern, and I hear this all the time is people say, I don't have any money, but they're, they may not have any money in their pocket, but they're not considering the access that they have to money. And they're letting that stop them from doing deals. They're letting that stop them from making money. We talked last week about how, if you're not investing, you're losing money. You know, rents here in, in Palm Beach County have gone up $300 to $500 a month on two-bedroom apartments. That means if you had a 10-unit building, that's a small building. If you had a 10-unit building, you're making $2, 000, sorry, $3,000 to $5,000 more every single month. You're making $36,000 to $60,000 more every single year and you're going to let you're going to let a couple thousand dollars hold you up from getting started on that kind of income there are people who work every day who go to work and 9 to 5 bust their butts and they're making 39,000 they're making 50,000 they're making 60,000 and happy for it you're making 60,000 dollars passive income doing absolutely nothing but having your name or the name of your company on the title to a yeah. property And you're going to worry about coming up with a few thousand dollars for a down payment. I just, I don't understand that logic. I just, I don't get it. It doesn't, it doesn't get me anywhere. If that's what's going to let you keep you from being an investor, you're just not, you're not cut from the right material.
1: Yeah. If this is ringing
0: true and you're saying, Hey, you know what? You're right. Why am I letting a couple of pennies stop me? Why am I being too proud to ask somebody to borrow money? If I'm going to be able to pay this back in spades, and I'm gonna be a richer person for it. I'm sorry, Bill, I didn't mean to interrupt
1: you. No, um, Tony Robbins is a guy that you know I, I follow a lot and, and think of the world of. Um, and one of the things he talks about in, in this kind of environment, and it's not about real estate investing, but it's about business period, is that when people let things hold them back in business, it's not that they lack the resources, which is what everybody's excuse is, is that they lack the resourcefulness. And that's exactly what you're saying. Don't let that hold you back. That's crazy. Uh, when people tell me they don't have any money, I'm like, all right, so if we're going to continue a conversation. You need to decide whether you're open-minded and moving forward in business or not. Because if you're not, it's okay. I'm just not going to waste my time with you. And they're like, what? And I'm like, listen, I only have so many hours on this earth that God's given me. I'm not going to waste it on you if you don't have the ability to understand that you can do this and listen to somebody that's doing it. And it's okay. I just don't need to be here. And sometimes it slaps them awake and and they go, well, well, of course, I want to hear what you say. That's why we're on the call together. And sometimes they go, well, I just don't have it. And I go, okay, well, that's great. Uh, Good luck down the road. If things change in your life, let me know. I hope things work out well for you. And what's going to change in their life? Absolutely nothing.
0: Yeah. We're up on a break, but I want to talk more on money when we get back. We're back in just a second here.
1: It's been, uh, you've had. Um...
0: And we are back. And today we're talking about money. We're talking about uh, not letting it stop you from getting to where you want to be. And I am. I'm at Breakers today. Um, If you know Breakers, then you know where I am. I'm in Palm Beach Island. Now, Beijing has the most billionaires in the world at 11. New York has 10. Palm Beach has like seven. And we're a tiny little island. Both of those cities are are cities of billions, or sorry, millions and millions of people. Um, We've got seven billionaires on this little island. And most of the billionaires in New York and in Beijing and in Los Angeles and in the Bay area, they have houses right here. There's a whole section. that's called billionaires row. So how do you get from where you are right now sitting in whatever situation you're in to being able to buy a house in Palm beach or wherever you want Aston, Vale, park city, whatever it is. Uh, How do you get from point a to point B? If you're not willing to talk to some people and say, Hey, put your hand out. Hey, I've got a great investment. I'm going to share it with you. I'm going to give you a 12% return on your money. I need you to do this with me so that I can get it done. Okay. I'm going to give you 12%. I'm going to do this in two years. It's going to be secured by real estate. What is holding you back? Listen, don't be proud. Don't don't say, hey, I I, I can't do it because I, I just, that's not how I was brought up. Elon Musk who owns SpaceX, who owns Tesla, who owns so many different companies right now. He started off with PayPal, okay? He started off using somebody else's money to get PayPal started. Elon Musk is one of the richest billionaires in the world. Same thing with Bill Gates. Bill Gates started off with money that he borrowed from other people and built up to where he is now. Uh, Uber is a company. Uber is a rideshare company that started off with venture capital, they borrowed the money to start that company. If somebody had come to me and they said, you know what? We've got this idea where people can order cars and just regular old people are gonna pick them up instead of taxi cabs. So they're just gonna share their ride and it's gonna it's going to be huge. I would have laughed, I would have said no, I would have passed, but who knew? And that started with venture capital. That started with somebody loaning them the money to get it started. And you are not going to, I don't care who you are. If you've got that $1,000 to make the offer, if you've got that $500 to make the the inspection on the property, you're not going to grow unless you're willing to borrow money to do more. You could have a million dollars. And if you borrow $10 million, you're gonna do 10 times as much. You need to understand that that is the way business is done. Don't be afraid to borrow money. Don't be afraid to go in debt in order to make money, because that's what it's all about. Yeah, you're going to be in debt, but you're going to be in debt for 12% while you're making 30 or 40% on that 12%. Bill, can you hear me? Yep.
1: Yeah. Right. So
0: did you have, absolutely. Did, I, I see you nodding so a lot. Had,
1: yeah. So we had talked, um, you know, a, oh, a couple of months ago, we did uh, a whole show on making your mind up putting your mindset and then setting your mind to it and so i want to talk specifically to the guys out there for a minute so the difference for this and this is what makes that lesson so important for what we're talking about today so when you met somebody whether it's your wife or who your snip and other is and there was a point when you met somebody in your life you want to go out with and maybe you didn't have uh, a lot of money handy then maybe you didn't have the the right kind of car whatever whatever you thought it was but you were like you know what I'm doing this and that is setting your mind to it and maybe it wasn't a date maybe it was a business opportunity maybe it was a school whatever it was um, when you set your mind to it that's a different thing and so when we're looking at these properties and you decide that you don't have the money to do it when really all you're talking about is you need to have down payment money and you're gonna get that back uh, quickly. Um, That is just letting circumstances overcome you and not setting your mind to it. When you set your mind to it and you tell somebody, hey, I'm doing this deal, whether you do it or not, that changes their perception of you. You have a very specific deal, you have a specific dollar amount, and they're gonna get something that's real estate backed and they're gonna get a great rate of return, then I look at them and they're go, so you, you don't have that, that? If you don't have it, just tell me you don't have it, but where are you getting better than this, safer than this? And you're gonna find that you'd be surprised how many people want to do business with you, but you have to know this is what I'm doing I've set my mind to it. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this particular property and things change. Yeah. And
0: here's where, here's where education comes into it. Okay. And also not being afraid to invest in your education. If you know how to do the numbers, okay. You can say, you know what? I may be paying 12% on this debt. And a lot of people, they, they break down at 12%. They're like, holy cow, 12%. You know, that, that that's, that's crazy. That, that's, that's too much interest. You can do this deal at 12% and still make money. And when you understand how to run those numbers, when you understand how to run those calculations, when you understand what your profit and your income is going to be from these particular deals, you're able to offset and understand that that is just another cost. So instead of having just maintenance, instead of having property management and all these other costs, put in 12% for cost of money. Additionally, for your down payment, if your deal still works, your deal still works. And most times, it will, because we're talking about 12% yeah. on a down payment. Most times it still will. If that deal works, jump on it, get it done. Anything you wanna say real quick before we wrap up this segment and head into the next?
1: Yeah, I, I just absolutely, and I, I wanna make this so people don't miss this sometimes. We were talking about, hey, you're gonna make 40%, you're gonna take your 12 off of that and still make the difference. But you're making 40% on the entire cash on cash, that 12% is only on the 20% down payment that you're borrowing. So you may have 12% on your down payment money. And as we've uh, used many times um, as our lender friend, our main lender for both of us are is running 5.5%, a lot of people are running 5.5% on uh, investment money. So if I've got 80% at 5.5%, and I've got 20 percent at 12 percent. My blended rate is probably going to be about seven, seven and a quarter. Uh, and you start looking at that and you go, man, this is this is for us as the investor. Great deal. If I'm on the receiving end of 12 or 12 and a half percent. Great deal for me. Uh, and the, the mortgage lenders out there that are offering five and a half percent, they wouldn't be offering it if it wasn't a good deal for them.
0: Absolutely. Now we're up on a break. We'll be back in just a minute. And I'm probably going to take a little bit of a walk and knock this over here. I've got a really, all right. And we are back for segment number three of our show today from uh, Breakers hotel. I'm taking a little walk while I've got you guys here. Um, I, we're talking about money and we're talking about, not letting it stop you from getting started. And I wanted to, we, we talk a lot about Cleveland and we talk a lot about the deals that we're getting and, and Rust Belt States and everything else. And yeah, the, the deals are great. But one of the things that I mentioned the other day when we were talking about Dallas, uh, the low-end neighborhood for Dallas is Cedar Crest. And the median price for Cedar Crest was 159000 So I actually jumped on, now I'm I'm familiar with that area. I uh, used to look at some investments down there a while ago. Sorry, I'm walking with you guys, so I hope you guys don't have vertigo. Um, I looked this morning, all right, and I checked out rents and I also checked out uh, purchase prices. And sure enough, in Cedar Crest, you can purchase properties for between 160 to 200. There are some that run a little bit more, There were some that were 300, a little over 300, but uh, for sure you can get properties for 150, $160,000 rent for a two bedroom in Cedar Crest, $1,700. Did you know that?
1: Yeah, but not our uh, section eight rents, just market rents.
0: No. Okay. So section eight, I wasn't able to to pin it down because we were actually in a hurry to get out this morning, but uh, section eight in Dallas. Is is based upon the zip code that you're in. So the, the rents run from 1,100 to 1,970, so just under two thousand dollars, depending upon the zip code that you're in. Uh, even still, seventeen hundred dollars on a property that you can pick up for 150 thousand dollars is going to give you a cash flow. What is your down payment going to be on a hundred and sixty thousand dollar house? 32 grand. 32 grand. Are you going to let 32 grand stop you from getting into a property that you're going to be able to cash flow? And here's the thing. Most people live in a market. I say most people. Most people live in a market where there is a neighborhood where you can get into properties, reasonable properties for 150000 And I'll tell you what, Cedar Crest, uh, Bill's not super familiar with it. It's not, it's not the ghetto. It's not a horrible area. It's got some great looking houses. It's got some nice areas there. But most people have those types of neighborhoods where they are.
1: Uh, I was going to ask you Elvis, what you did with my podcast partner, Kevin. Uh, Okay. (laughs) Am I not, am I not there anymore? There you go. Oh no, no, you are. You just got that. Got that Elvis look, man. There's a beautiful shot. There's a beautiful shot. So, yeah, I mean, it's, you know, and we say this over and over and over and we say it over and over and over because when we talk to people on a regular basis, we understand that they still don't get it. It's just about the numbers. And if they work, they work. And if they don't, they don't. And you're going to find almost every single market is going to have areas that work. It may not work for Section 8. It may work for. Market rents. It may work for flips, but it doesn't work for rental. It may work for rentals and not flips. They're just every single market has sections in it that work for some segment of the real estate market. And if you don't have a well-rounded real estate education, uh, then you're going to miss that. You're you're not even going to be thinking about those uh, parts of the market. So uh, get to know your numbers. Get. Learn from some guys like Kev and myself, so that you can understand what the numbers are supposed to look like and how to evaluate not only the different markets, but the different segments of the market. And in doing that, you're going to see there's always opportunity in the real estate market.
0: Right. I mean, you have to ask yourself if there's something that you want to accomplish, what are you going to let stand in your way? Are yep. you going to let anything stand in your way if you want something done, if you want to accomplish that? And this is the same. If you want to accomplish being a inspired, educated real estate investor, are you gonna let money stand in your way? Are you gonna let not understanding how to get money stand in your way? Are you going to let not understanding how to run the numbers stand in your way? Uh, Again, if you're a motivated person, no, you're not going to. If you're going to let those things, if you're gonna look for roadblocks, if you're gonna let speed bumps stop you and slow you down, then this isn't the business for you, honestly. No, yeah. no business is a business for you. You might as well just go ahead and get happy with working for a boss because that is what you have decided is going to be your life. You made that decision for yourself. Now, real quick, before we wrap this segment up, Bill, Section <clears throat> 8 in the Dallas area, 5,000 roughly homeowners and property managers registered with Section 8, 16,500 people have vouchers in the Dallas area. That is a deficit of 11,500 people looking for Section 8 housing that aren't able to find it in the Dallas market because there just are not enough people doing it in the Dallas market.
1: Yep, same thing in Fort Worth. So we're we're (coughs) we're specifically talking about Dallas County there. Same thing over here Uh, in Fort Worth. Same thing in in Collin County. Uh, When you get all of the counties that are around here, the number just gets bigger and bigger and bigger. We're running an enormous deficit in the Dallas-Fort Worth market. And all of Texas is. We talked about that when we've gone through numbers in the past. Um, All of these markets, whatever market you're in, there's a deficit. Just period. Whatever market you are in, currently, there is a deficit. And that deficit is growing. So this is a great way to, to get into a hot segment of the marketplace.
0: Yes. Good show,
1: Bill. Good show for you, sir. Hey, man, I love the background. Thanks for moving. Thanks. I brought an extra
0: towel for you. We'll hang out and wait for you.
1: Excellent. All right, brother. Hey, thanks, everybody, for being with us today.
0: Happy investing, everybody, and we will see you next Tuesday. Take care, my friend. Learn more about the Investor Guys podcast, including upcoming events and appearances at www.investorguyspodcast.com. That's www.investorguyspodcast.com.